0: Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is January 22nd. The junior mining sector is buzzing as 2024 truly gets underway. Starting off this week, Seabridge Gold has recently applied for substantial started status for their KSM project, as well as PFS and PEA results on their Courageous Lake project, both residing in Western Canada. VP Mining Analyst Taylor Combalousier is here to fill us in. Following up, We have some exciting news out of Canada Nickel Company, as both Samsung SDI and Agnico Eagle have invested in the company. Timothy Lee, mining analyst, has the details. Rounding out the episode, Alina Islam, mining analyst, has some updates on the recent secured pilot plant funding for grounded lithium, as well as drill results out of Brunswick Exploration. So with that, Taylor, over to you.
1: Thanks for the warm welcome. This week I'm going to discuss Seabridge Gold. We have a buy rating and 4650 price target. Seabridge Gold announced results from an updated pre-feasibility study for its 100% owned Courageous Lake project located 240 kilometers northeast of Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories. The PFS outlines a 7,500 tonne per day open pit operation producing 2.5 million ounces of gold over 12.6 year mine life with an after-tax MPV 5% of U.S. $523 million and an IRR of 20.6%, a payback of 2.8 years at a gold price of $18.50 per ounce. Average annual production of 200,000 ounces is expected to generate EBITDA of $198 million U.S. Project Economics got a boost from a 39% lower strip ratio of 7.6 to 1 And 50% lower capex of 747 million US. That results in a 73% higher after tax MPV. Cash costs are estimated to be $863 US per ounce, while ASIC is estimated at $999 US dollars per ounce. The mill feed is expected to be processed using conventional crushing, grinding, and flotation, followed by cyanidation to produce a gold dore. Seabridge also released a standalone PEA of a potential expansion below the 2024 PFS mine plan, which could add up to an additional 16 years of mine life for an MPV 5% of US $104 million. We view the updated PFS positively as there has been a marked improvement in key parameters to make the project more economically attractive, including a lower capital intensity of the design, an improved strip ratio, and higher gold grade as compared to the 2012 pre-feasibility study. We believe the smaller mine footprint should facilitate a simpler permitting process. We would also note that the PFS uses under 30% of the MNI gold resource, leaving plenty of room for future expansion and upside. Seabridge also announced that it has applied to the BC Environmental Assessment Office for substantially started status for its KSM project. The status would allow KSM's Current Environmental Assessment Certificate to remain in effect for the life of the project, which would otherwise expire on July 29, 2026. Management noted that letters of support for the project from a bevy of local and regional stakeholders have been filed with Seabridge's application. Seabridge has invested approximately 450 million Canadians since 2021 to complete work on power, roads, fish habitat, bridges, and a camp. We believe this is a key milestone for the company and that the status would help de-risk the project and thereby support Seabridge's efforts to attract a potential JV partner. Over to you, Tim.
2: This week, I will speak about Canada Nickel Company, Inc., which recently brought in two major strategic investors. That's CNC on the TSX Venture Exchange. The company is a Red Cloud investment banking client, and we have a buy rating and a $3.50 target price on CNC's shares. Just before the new year, Agnico Eagle Mines came in as a significant investor through a charity flow-through deal. Under this deal, a group of investors bought 19.6 million flow-through units for a total of $34.7 million dollars. Agnico Eagle then bought those units for $1.77 per share to become a 12% shareholder in CNC. This past week, CNC announced another major investor, as Samsung SDI, is to purchase $18.5 million US of CNC shares at a price of $1.57 per share, which will make Samsung an 8.7% shareholder. As well, Samsung will have the right to an offtake agreement by buying a 10% interest in CNC's flagship Crawford Nickel project for $100.5 million US on a construction decision. Samsung will then have the right to 10% of the nickel and cobalt production from Crawford over its mine life, and an additional 20% over the first 15 years, which can be extended by mutual agreement. Samsung SDI is a major producer of rechargeable batteries for electric vehicles as well as other applications. In our opinion, this is major positive news for CNC, and it represents the second and third major strategic investors brought in by CNC following the $24 million investment made by Anglo-American in February 2023. These investments, two by major mining companies and one by a major battery manufacturer, serve as significant endorsements of CNC and its Crawford project. Alina, on to you.
3: Thanks, Tim. So amidst the backdrop of declining lithium chemical and feedstock prices, I wanted to talk about two lithium companies today, one of which continues to be our top pick uh, because of its exploration potential. So this is Brunswick Exploration. We have a buy speculative rating and no target price on the stock. And I would note that Brunswick is a banking client. So last week, the company announced the final set of assays from its Phase 1 36-hole drill program at the Mirage Project in Quebec. Eight out of the 10 holes that they reported were from the central zone, and it identified two new pegmatite dikes known as MR5 and MR6. The highlight intercepts from this batch of drilling included 1.8% lithium oxide over 37.2 meters and 1.55% lithium oxide over 32.2 meters. So these intercepts were from near surface, and they are from the central zone. So very positive results here, especially with the near surface nature of this mineralization, with the MR6 dike now mapped over 110 meters at surface, 100 meters down dip, and it remains open along strike and at depth. Overall, we believe that this maiden campaign at Mirage was very successful as five of the six dikes that were drilled returned grades of over 1.5% lithium oxide, and these were over widths of over 10 meters. And this was in an area measuring two, two kilometers by two kilometers. So very successful drill results here. The Phase One program highlighted the potential of the project, and while the widest intercepts were returned from the central zone, including 1.06% lithium oxide over 50.6 meters, the highest grades of about 3.3% were actually hit in the south zone. So in addition to the three zones that were drilled at the project, there is st- still plenty of exploration potential at Mirage, as multiple untested outcrops which are located to the northeast, as well as a three-kilometer-long boulder trend located to the southeast of the current drill area. So I would note that the day the assays were released, the stock actually fell almost 28%, and in our opinion, this decline was somewhat unwarranted. We attribute the drop to the general weakness in lithium equities and believe that at this lower price point, it actually represents a valuable buying opportunities for listeners interested in truly a grassroots lithium exploration story. So we do expect plenty more from Mirage this year as a phase two 15,000 meter drill program is expected to begin very shortly to follow up on these results. Next, I wanted to talk about grounded lithium. We have a buy rating and 35% target on the stock. And again, Grounded is a banking client. So last week, the company announced that it had entered into a definitive agreement with Denison Mines Corp., whereby Denison has the right to earn up to a 75% interest in Grounded's Kindersley Lithium Brine project in Saskatchewan. In consideration, Grounded is to receive cash payments totaling $3.2 million and $12 million in project funding. Now, I won't go into the terms of the agreement, as our listeners can view this in the press release itself. But essentially, we were expecting Grounded to bring in a strategic partner to fund the development of the pilot fund for Kindersley. However, we did not anticipate a divestment of its majority interest. Kindersley has been de-risked as funding has now been secured. However, in our view, this deal negatively impacts the shareholders of the company as they will be left with limited upside as a result of a minority interest in Grounded's flagship asset. Now, Denison, it's a uranium company with advanced assets in Saskatchewan and a strong balance sheet, and it does have the Treasury to advance kinderously well beyond the pilot plant stage. So even though a majority stake has been sold, there is still upside for shareholders if this project is put into production, but at this point, we are unsure of where Candice Lee sits in Dedison's pipeline of projects. So it remains to be seen how and when this project is developed beyond the pilot plant stage. Focus on the near term will remain on the development of the pilot plant, which could in essence be up and running by the end of this year. So we await further updates from the company. And that's all I had. Thanks for tuning in this week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed the dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.